0: Oh well, hello, the internet, and welcome to season one hundred sixty-four, episode one of the Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. It's the it's the podcast, not the production. Although this is a gigantic production, it's the podcast. (laughs) where we just kick the top off of America's skull and look into our shared consciousness and go, okay, uh, <laughs> and then just make some jokes for a little bit. It's Monday, yeah. December 14th, 2020, 40, 39, who knows, some days till January 20th, whenever uh, the other guy gets booted out and the other guy old get moves into the White House. Anyway, my <laughs> name is Miles Gray, a.k.a. Never mind, guess I'll host without Jack. It's cool. Can't believe he up and left I feel like a fool I just got some cold red I remember he said then he took off to play cyberpunk instead. Okay, thank you to Christy Yamaguchi lane on the Discord for that Adele, aka dude, you're getting Adele. I mean, how could you? How could we get that wrong? And I'm thrilled to be joined in the in the co-host seat. I mean, really, the host seat, you know, because I know what y'all yeah. are coming for. You're coming Jack for the big Zamboni dead. energy or the little Zamboni energy. Please <laughs> welcome Jamie Loftus,
1: AK Loftus. Petite Zamboni, aka Diet Nabokov. That's a fun one I got this morning. I'm like that made me feel real smart. That made me feel. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> I feel I I almost did an Adele, aka this morning, and I couldn't. I can't follow that. I can't follow that. I have. I was. I've been mainlining Duncan to my head. Oh. And uh, it's not. It hasn't yet reached.
0: Okay. Okay. Well, before we bring. Uh, the guest into the phrase, just to run it off top, what we're going to get into. Uh, We're going to talk about where the Senate is with the relief or if that's coming, I don't know, where they aren't uh, and who they're actually seeking relief for. Yeah, who uh, are they talk- going to
1: give it to instead? Yeah, that's who, who needs I the know.
0: relief right now? Is it corporate <laughs> America or people? Who are, eh, well, I mean, I think we all know the answer to that. If Ding we've dong Raytheon,
1: let's see. Uh,
0: <laughs> also, uh, we'll be talking about the Texas Attorney General who filed, you know, that really weird lawsuit with the Supreme Court. And you be like, I wonder, is he dying of pardon thirst? Is that what's
2: going on? Could he
0: be in some jeopardy? And that's why he's... Legally self-immolating in front of everybody. We will dig into that. Uh, Also, uh, yes, there was an announcement from our entertainment overlord, Disney, uh, who, you know, because they own all the IP. So whenever they're like, hey, we got some announcements, most people kind of need to be like, okay, what's going on? What are they going to do? So we'll check in with them, as well as a new collab between Britney Spears and the Backstreet Boys in this, The Year of Our Lord two thousand and twenty. Uh, And maybe we'll talk about Squirrel Tables and Taylor Swift. Who knows? We'll get to all of that. But first, I mean, we're honored uh, to be joined today by a comedian, uh, journalist, uh, just overall brilliant person. You might know him from The Daily (laughs) Show. You might know him from his stand-up comedy. You might know him because he introduced himself as Michael and you called him Mikey uh, because you met him in New York. I don't know. And also somebody with a very newly released comedy special on Comedy Central called Detroit, New York, L.A., three Cities I've been to, uh, please welcome uh, flex. the brilliant, the talented Michael Costa. Yay. Hey,
1: thanks there for having
2: is. me. Thanks for passing up here. the joint. Yeah, <laughs> I have this kind of name that when I t- say I'm my name's Michael, people in New York then immediately call me some nickname of it, Big right. M. What's up, Big M? And it's like, no, I don't approve, I do not accept your nickname of me right i'm michael and i appreciate you're just full
1: michael i like that
2: i like michael it was mike as a kid and then i grew up and i said it's time to be michael i think okay i'm curious about this this is there was there that moment where you were like i don't feel like mike anymore
0: i'm i think i need to own the adult michael now
2: i think i made a three-pointer in a in an organized <laughs> basketball game, and I said, "I'm now Michael. I can shoot right. <laughs> deep."
1: Mike couldn't make that shot.
2: Mike Mike right. w- would have would have uh, you know gone to the paint, gotten fouled, missed both free throws. Exactly.
0: And I'm guessing. So you're a special. Detroit, New York, L. A. Um, um, I know you're in New York now. You said you've lived in Los Angeles. Uh, tell me about Detroit. What's going on? Does so that yeah, fits I
2: yeah, I'm from. Ann Arbor, Michigan, so I okay. started in the Detroit comedy scene, and I wanted my special to follow my path, so I wanted right. to take the viewers on the same path I did. So we started this really great theater, downtown Detroit, and then we, within 10 minutes, I'm on a bicycle in Manhattan going to the New York <laughs> Comedy Club, <laughs> grimy, gritty, damp basement show, mm-hmm. and then uh, 20 minutes later, I'm at the Hollywood Improv off of Melrose Avenue, three totally different places, three mm-hmm. totally different audiences. And I I just kind of want the viewer to experience some of the nonsense that we all uh, go through as a stand-up comic. Right,
0: right, right.
1: I'm man. so excited to see it.
2: Yeah, uh, Thank Detroit. You. I love, man, I
0: haven't been in eight years, but I want to go back. <laughs> I love conies.
2: Yeah, it's wild to go back now because you see a lot of construction. And when I grew up there, you never saw construction it was like they had just given up on it and now it's funny i've never been happy to say oh good they're redoing the streets this is a terribly inconvenient to get around right now but it means someone is putting some money and energy into this place which is great who'd have thought in this country putting money into infrastructure what is this socialist
1: denmark (laughs) anyway
0: uh well let's get into you michael a little bit why don't Mm -hmm. you tell us something from your search history that is revealing about who you are
2: yeah, you know it really is revealing because the search is ready. What is kink sex? Okay, <laughs> now, now like. the reason it's revealing is because I, <laughs> I'm I'm, cl- I'm close with my family. I'm onto uh-huh. something, but you're yeah. onto something. And yeah. um, my mom is a therapist, and she has a couple new clients. And I said, hey, I was your new client today, and she said, well, I had to Google kink sex. And then I'm like, "What the fuck is kink? I don't like. I don't even know what that is." And I'm uh-huh. almost 100 percent certain mom is wrong about the terminology. Mm-hmm. So then I Googled he- <laughs> what she had said, and I just read that it's basically like kinky sex,
0: right? Anything you're th- into, yeah, role right? playing, I'm wrong. I mean, any fetish you guys- stuff, voyeurism, BDSM, that all that yeah, all falls I think under that kink. That
2: would,
1: it, it's okay. I, I would be really surprised if it ended up being something different. It would be interesting.
2: Wait, well, so that's what I thought. It's just a general blanket. But then I'm like, yeah. Mom, why would your client, why wouldn't your client be more specific sure. about what it right. is that he or she is into? So I, because I mean, know. yeah, because
0: think... kink can mean a few different things for, yeah, yeah different, like, at that's least that's in a my very experience. Wide umbrella. Yes. So, so wide did you? Umbrella- so was your mom like, so it was one of those moments where you're like, I don't know if your definition is the same one. So you had to sort of be like, let me just try and get, find the real answer. Was she well, insisting it was something specific or she was like, I don't know. It's
2: yeah, I sex. mean, I don't know how you guys read your text messages from your parents, but I am reading most of it going, this is a complete exaggerated nonsense. Okay. <laughs> and so <laughs> like when my mom, like when my mom texts me, Hey, our neighbor says your comedy central special isn't showing up on the guide. I go, you're a old woman who doesn't understand anything. And then I find out that it's actually 100% correct and this is a problem. <laughs> and I have to reach out to the comedy network because it's not showing up on the guy. But um, <laughs> So I just thought she was kind of like not p- pulling the wrong terminology, which I kind of still feel like she was. Uh, mm-hmm. I, see, I, see, I was I see. hoping I was going to Google it and be like, king sex is when... Right, Is this it? happens. This happens. This happens. But it's not. It's a very. It's a wide umbrella. So I appreciate you guys reaffirming that for me.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's it's when you're blasting the album uh, albums of the Kinks while in bed.
2: Right. <laughs> yeah, I could also see a
1: patient kind of like getting nervous and cutting themselves off before getting too specific. They're like, you know. Kinky sex and Kinky then sex. seeing whatever facial expression your mom made and been like, I think I'm gonna move on. Yeah. I've right, definitely done that before. Before I get too specific with a therapist, I'm like, I don't think uh, I, don't wanna, feel I don't wanna I don't have time quick. to un. Unpa- I can't I I'm paying a lot for this and I can't I don't have time to burn time explaining to you what yeah. I'm talking about.
0: It's funny right. when you get a new therapist and you're, you're expending a lot of energy being like, How am I gonna present this to this person? <laughs> and then I'm already burning myself out trying to describe something I'm working on and yeah. trying
2: to be like like i think i'm being judged and they're like wait i'm in therapy Fuck. so i loaded i loaded the gun with a full clip you know what i'm just gonna move on to a new story because they because we do judge their face Mm hundred percent yeah we assess their face and go oh they are judging me of all the people they talked to today i get the face
1: they think i'm a loser that's my greatest fear (laughs) in this life
2: why am i getting the face
1: yeah (laughs)
0: michael uh, what's something that you think is underrated
2: well, I I was going to say silence. And then I mm. thought that that's a, probably like a hacky answer. And then I said, you know what? I'm not going to let Miles and Jamie intimidate me with my right. answer. Like and some I'm gonna therapist. Which st- we've been known but, to do. Which I've been known to do. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm a big fan of silence. I think it's harder and harder to get it. Uh, I believe in noise pollution. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. think... I would love it if we could backtrack on the key fobs to check if your car's locked. I mean, oh wow, everybody is cl- over clicking.
0: Yeah, so- <laughs> I'm guilty of that. It's like I need it to honk three times. But why?
2: You're a smart guy. What? You yeah, doing?
0: I think it's just this like it's like a thing where you are just like
2: because
0: I've had I've, you know I've just had shit stolen out of my car once before, or maybe a couple times. Uh, yeah. But where I'm like, I'm like, make sure. But I know I, at, at a certain point, like I was like, I think I need to find a way to for it to not do the horn. Um, I know,
2: but, but I, it'd be nice if they gave work. us options, if it's just, just the lights flashed or something. Yeah. And for all the there listeners at home, I just did the headlight light flash with my hand. Yes, yeah, when we all know that. I want <laughs> to paint the picture yeah. for the listeners. The
0: hand choreography was next level. We definitely appreciate that. <laughs> but yeah, like news, I'm, I'm sure for you, noise pollution, living in uh, the, the city that never sleeps... Uh, what is like, are you finding ways to, to, yeah, I just kind of made that up, I think. But is there, is there like, do you find yourself doing things to create sort of that atmosphere for yourself or are you just kind of experiencing being like, damn, I wish quiet, quiet is way better than this shit.
2: I, I, I find now that even when I go home to Michigan, it's like, I can never not hear a leaf blower. (laughs) (laughs) And then, and like now when I sit in my, uh, tiny living room in new york i'm like always hearing the refrigerator or i'm always hearing a car Mm. drive by and so maybe what i'm discovering through this conversation is it's not that i find silence is underrated it's that i maybe like i have a too high a sensitivity to noise or something
0: especially like mechanical sure. compressors it seems like a mechanical it's compressors
2: like there's a compressor are really <laughs> <going off.
1: Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> well especially if you don't have access to silence that like makes it all the more valuable cuz you're like well i couldn't even have it if i wanted it this thing that right. we should all sort of have right. access to That's i still what, yeah. struggle with like silence makes me tense up in a way that i'm like ah i should probably do some work on that but i always like i don't maybe it's like i grew up with like my parents watching TV while I went to sleep so just some background noise feels comfortable mm-hmm. and so when actual like when true silence happens it's terrifying. I love too. that when
0: it's so quiet oh. it's fucking loud as shit and you're like what
1: yeah. the fuck. The That's why I love going to the desert
0: in. and shit when you're just like I'm not hearing a thing. There's Sp- something to that, yeah. I
1: don't
2: think space I can must be wild, it. right? Oh, yeah. God. You're in space like did I hear something? You heard literally absolutely nothing absolutely and nothing. you're going to die now. Yeah, it's um, a yeah. vacuum. In you. I think, Jamie, you hit it right because my father, I grew up in a home where mm. commercials were on, bang, mute. Mm. Uh, if, oh, wow. If, if you had something in your hand and you were kind of like fidgeting, my dad yeah. would grab it and he'd be go, we're going to put that down. And it's going to be quiet now. So I'm just like, oh. I just got my dad in my head. So right, you like right.
1: value silence? That's uh, cool. Yeah. Right. But
2: and we're now they're becoming our parents. We're all becoming our parents. Yeah. And there's church bells behind me right now, and it, it, and I'm furious about it. Yeah. And you're like, hey, Christ,
0: pipe down for a Yo, second, huh? We silence. get it. Silence. You're dead. It's your birthday coming up. <laughs> Fuck. Um, yeah. Jesus
1: Christ, I, I've been saying this for years. Jesus Christ is taking up too much space. I think so. Yes. He needs to make more
0: space for people. Yeah. Really.
1: Make space, Jesus.
0: I mean, the Crucifix game is so congested. It can only be him. <laughs> I mean, really. Um, think of the other people. But yeah, the uh, other thing I found myself doing in the lockdown, and I said this very early on in the lockdown, was just like this app called Portal because it's just mm-hmm. like 3D nature atmospheres. And oh, I have snap. like noise-canceling headphones that I wear that with. And it's like reading a book or anything else is so much more pleasant, especially like when you're in a very, you know, condensed, packed urban area. So, yeah. I'll always, yeah. But, always but even that
2: noise-canceling headphones, like they, they kind of have some thing they, they do. They like shoot out white noise or something. And, and so, look, this is something that has been in my brain for a while, and that's mm-hmm. why I, you know, I, I was like, do I disclose such a personal item to the Daily Zeitgeist? And yeah. I did, Everybody. and I don't want you to judge me on this. No, but no, no, Let's How about this? Let's reevaluate what silence means to all of us mm-hmm. and try to be more comfortable in silence. And that's mm-hmm. what my goal is this week.
0: Well said. I love it. You. you just brought that down, Michael. Uh, uh all right, what well, now let's move I on to something good. that you think <laughs> is overrated.
2: I think there's too much fried chicken. I well, feel yeah. like uh, I feel like every restaurant's got a fried chicken sandwich now. Hot chicken. I f- mm-hmm. Hot chicken. I feel like Kale hired this publicist 15 years ago, and then Truffle Mac and Cheese hired the same mm. publicist, and I feel mm. like Fried Chicken then hired that publicist as well. I think I think it should be exceptional when you have it, but you shouldn't have it as often as it's being presented. That's it. You can't look. Yeah. Look, that's it. Mm. Okay? That's, that's it. Back You're off. Out. That's it. That's
0: the dealer's out. Sorry, shift change. <laughs> I got nothing more. I think, yeah, The LA is... It, like, it happened in such a violent way, right? It was yeah. Howlin' so Rays came, and everyone's like, yo, because, you know, I get it. All these food trends are like sort of offshoots of some Guy Fieri thing. Like, you go on, <laughs> you watch a food travel show, and you're like, man, in Nashville, they got this shit called hot chicken. And for me, I love fried chicken. I love spicy food. It's the intersection of one of the two most important culinary roads in my life at the moment. So I was mm-hmm. like, yes, fuck Yes. Yeah. Howland Rays opens up in LA and the line is like 17 hours, and that's cue for the rest of the city to be like, all right, I think this is what everyone needs to pivot to. And I think I'm not joking, in the valley, I think there's like 42 hot chicken places now uh that it's, have popped up instantly.
1: We went on like a drive, the I forget why we we had to like drive across the city this week, but it was like so many places that had popped up since I last. Drove all the way across <laughs> right. the city six months ago. You're, You're like, like that Who spank? is even going to these places? Like
0: that used to be a Washington Mutual, like, right? Like,
1: wasn't that a public library at one point? Yeah. But now it's a really expensive uh, chicken restaurant. I, I that, may have
2: yeah. I may have mixed up overrated with oversaturated, but I would also <laughs> argue that maybe those are parallel. That, that I think so. That, that exists, and well, I, yeah. What's the next? What's next? Like, you know. You you guys live in L.A., you know, no one ever creates the new thing. You just make another of the thing that was first and yeah. successful. So I'm always thinking like, okay, we had truffle mac and cheese or truffle seems to be everywhere. I thought truffle was a delicacy. It's everywhere. Um, I still don't
1: understand what it means. When someone I, I says get, something is truffle, what are they saying? It's it Just because a, expen- a truffle, expensive.
0: yeah, like it's like a you know, like a mushroom, basically, just the flavor, and it's it's the umami of it, and it takes like and it these tastes hogs like shit. That, like, okay, I don't
2: it. even I'm know lost. if I can swear on this podcast, but no, truffle you can when we talk about like like truffles. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Okay, get that shitty truffle out of my fucking face <laughs> right now.
0: Because <laughs> yeah, and, and I think the other thing that's expensive is like it takes pigs to find them. Like they have to like they have to what? find them under the ground. Yeah, they're, like they're hard to. Dig up, and then I remember, like on the Vice Channel, like years ago, it was like spending a day with like Manhattan's like truffle dealer king, and it was like this weirdest shit. And the guy's like, "Yeah, yeah, I can get you that, but that's gonna be about five grand right there." And it's like this like Wall Street yuppie drug dealer vibe. It's so stupid.
1: I but, would watch a cartoon of a truffle pigs. That's that's more interesting. Oh yeah, me. right. Yeah, I think there's like, more
0: of. There's definitely like a para like a sort of uh, allegory to like working class corporate work relations with like truffle pigs do it like extracting it from is. the earth these things <laughs> these other people overvalue and they're like why do we have to do this done. done done. Jamie get on Pig it
1: capitalism all right perfect
0: is there like in in uh, New York are you like is I'm guessing fried chicken is basically everywhere as well or are you seeing other yeah, trends and, popping up and, and
2: you know I, I went out to dinner last night and by out to dinner I mean sat in the street and someone had built a shoddy outdoor Home Depot two by four with some plastic as I just froze, you know, Mm -hmm. um, (laughs) and I know this must be hard for you guys in LA to hear about such a thing, but we have outdoor dining here kind of, but people, you know, no one has any money. No restaurant has like extra money lying around after seven months of nobody going to a restaurant. So they've built these like outdoor spaces. So I'm sitting there, and I'm looking at the menu, and it's just like, it was just it's fried chicken. The, the waiter's like, you got to get the fried chicken. It's so good. And I'm just like, it's always the same goodness. It's right. just everywhere. What's yeah. the next sandwich? You tell me. I'd love to know what the next one is. I don't this know is kind of is.
1: the sort of thing where every time a food trend like this happens, I get annoyed with it in the moment, but then when it's over, I get really sad. Yeah, like, oh, absolutely. remember when you could get chicken <laughs> anywhere?
0: Right, right. You're like, damn, remember cupcakes? When they came was, out of ATMs.
2: <laughs> Cupcakes is, were hot for for a, for a few minutes there. Yeah. I, f-
1: I felt that way about frozen yogurt. I was like, man, when I was in college, there was a frozen yogurt shop on every corner. And then yeah, I'm like, like I yeah. sound 500 years old. Yeah, like
0: me and duop groups when I was a kid, <laughs> on every fucking corner. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I think the next food. I, it's always interesting to think of like what the next ethnic food trend is going to be because like sure. that's always like the thing that like the trends happen. Is like I don't know if you guys have had Nepalese food before,
2: and everyone's like, "Oh, you
0: gotta have it!" Like Taiwanese <laughs> food was becoming big like in the East Side of LA for a little bit, but mm-hmm. yeah, I'm always
2: well I'm always the glad to the. See those. The kind of run Sriracha's had has been interesting because, you know, I remember always kind of enjoying Sriracha, feeling like maybe I knew something others didn't. And then I was in Silver Lake one day and like I saw a table of like six kids wearing a Sriracha T-shirt. Right, right. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> Sriracha's come and gone. But it is an excellent sauce. Yeah. Um. And but why did it get so popular? Why did it pop off? Maybe fried chicken. Maybe it was, that's what hot fried chicken is. Is it? Right. I don't,
0: I don't it's you, you never know. I think it's just like Sriracha came, became one of those things that felt like exotic, but was ev- available everywhere. And people just been like, oh, yeah, that thing with the too. fucking rooster on it. That's good. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. yeah, I know that. And they buy it. A buddy of mine like wrote the Sriracha cookbook like in like the Whoa. early 2010s or something. And it was <laughs> it was, it was purely break. like it was truly one of those things that was like the hottest thing at an Urban Outfitters during Christmas. You know, when it was like the Sriracha fucking cookbook, get the fuck in, y'all. So, yeah, shout out to him. All right, let's take a quick break and we'll be back to talk some stories. And we're back, and oh, plop, plop, fizz, fizz, where the oh? relief is, Mitch McConnell. Um, <laughs> okay,
1: okay, I'm on board. I don't
0: know, I just I just vibed that one out off the, off the cuff right there, I was just feeling that one, but yes. I
1: appreciate it, I like the journey.
0: We're looking for a relief bill uh, to come out of the Senate, something that acknowledges that people have only received one check uh, from mm-hmm. the federal government uh, throughout this entire lockdown, and you know- uh, for whatever reason, that the Republicans are very much like, well, you know, who knows what it's gonna do? Like, if it's if we mm-hmm. really, really need that much? Like, are these real people even that exist? Like, I thought poor people were like a myth we made up to keep people in line with capitalism. I don't know. Sure, right. go
1: back to the classic of like, I'm pretty sure most of these people have died. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> no, like what? no, 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 they're going to die if That's, you don't do sorry. anything. Oh. Syntax got mixed up. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. And you know, I think the refrain from the entire country at the moment is asking, begging the question, where is the relief? Where are these checks going? When are they coming? What is happening with this these negotiations in the Senate? And, you know, I think we're looking at, well, who's getting the relief? Who is that who is Mitch McConnell going to ride for in this instance? And he's made it clear since. The fucking B, like the first relief bill was coming out. He is very concerned about the liability of companies more than anything. Yeah, that is his biggest concern. And at the moment, that is what's holding up the negotiations. Um, You know, they're saying that right now McConnell is like the Repu- the offer from the Republicans is how about an 18 month federal shield on coronavirus litigation, meaning. If you were a, if you were so fucking greedy that you harmed your employees in the pursuit of money, um guess what? They can't sue you because it you were acting break. like yeah. And so yeah. that's cr- the current hill that Republicans are choosing to kill the country on.
2: That's cool. wild because a lot of that is meatpacking. Mhm. Remember like yeah, Trump declared a meat emergency or whatever the hell it was and then all these more or less illegal immigrants who work and pack the meat all were forced to go to work and get sick. And then now they have even less legal rights to like, you know, yeah, do anything, especially to do anything.
0: Yeah. When you look in places like, I think it was like one of those Tyson processing plants too, where the executives were they were telling the translation staff because like you're saying, there's a lot of people uh, who are coming into work that aren't speaking English. So they actually need to Mm -hmm. deploy translators on the processing floor to communicate to the workers. They were saying, don't talk about COVID to anyone down there. Just stay fucking home. They
2: they would, when they did speak to a journalist, they're like, I noticed that the person who stood next to my left for 11 straight years, like went away for four days. And like, because that person was sick and died. I mean, it's like, right. it, yeah. it's also, I can order nine packages of chicken breasts because, oh no, the pandemic's coming. I want to have food in my freezer. Right. Uh, mm. Yeah. It was, I didn't realize that that's what McConnell was h- held up over now. That's messed. Yeah.
0: I mean, right mm. now, you know, his first, the first thing he wanted, like earlier this year, he was asking for a five fucking year period of liability mm. protection for businesses, schools, healthcare providers, and other organiz- and other organizations. Because, you know, like we're saying, this whole lockdown or don't lockdown, open up, we need to earn money. It's all based around this thing is that no company or the federal government is willing to actually subsidize lost wages or these other things to get people to comply, to actually get a hold on this thing. So people's only recourse is to Go to work and possibly get sick and work for a boss who's not going to be in there because they're not going to get fucking sick. But you damn sure better clock in because I need to see money in the till by the end of the day. So Mm -hmm. as it stands right now, uh, it it doesn't look good for Americans uh, because, you know, until they can guarantee that they're the wealthy aren't going to be held accountable it seems like that's the you know that's the biggest uh, impasse at the moment.
1: Well, and like we were talking about yesterday i mean it just already seems pretty unlikely that a uh, biden administration is going to do much to progress that and do much to progress you know any labor movement in any meaningful way because the um because the the cabinet is already stacked with billionaires and people who represent billion dollar companies and so it's just very bleak extremely yeah. bleak yeah yeah
0: and it's just it's a tough It's just such a really fucked up thing to just behold when you're like, wow, we're really here because Mitch McConnell's like, i got to protect these companies uh, from getting sued for being just, you know, pathologically greedy to the point that it's causing death. Uh, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, welcome to America. Uh, Let's move on to Texas and the attorney general there, Ken Paxton, who he was... He caused a lot of shockwaves last week um, when he went straight to the Supreme Court and was like, "Uh, here's the deal, essentially, like without getting into the legalese, because I don't even think there was any legalese in the the complaint or the lawsuit he filed. His whole complaint of trying to overturn the election with a few other attorneys generals, attorneys general, uh, were that he was saying specifically, dear Supreme Court, um, Texas (laughs) wanted Trump. And these Uh other swing states that let Joe Biden win uh, because they wanted to, like, make voting easier in a pandemic, that actually Uh violated the desires of the people of Texas. Um, So you need to overturn the entire election. And even, like, Samuel Alito was like, "What is What does that even mean, dude?
1: It's just yeah that's like a waste I mean not that any of these have not been a waste of time but this is a sp- this is a special waste of time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's uh it's it's just a really you know that, that that's the nature of the the current lawsuits that are just getting body slammed by judges.
1: Yeah. I mean it's and it seems it's weird every time I think that they're starting to kind of die down and that it's like oh, okay Someone's gonna just t- take an l finally um there's there's three more, and it's a way it's I've honestly stopped keeping up with them because we're like, well, none of these are gonna fucking go anywhere, knock on wood, right? but it's just it's sad, it's pathetic, yeah. it make me sad well it's it's
0: also it's 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 it has this weird effect of being like we're laughing at the coup, but like not being right. like no there this is like this is a this is an indicator of how bad things are actually. Even though well, we're like yeah. ha, ha, That's all you got. It's like, yeah, but they're trying it. This is it's, new. They're trying this nonsense.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's like after the year that we're having, it's it is like just so it just makes my heart sink when you're like it's good news when you say like the coup is failing. Like that's where we're
2: at. Right. Is it a is it a potential feeling of optimism because some of the checks and balances are working like part yeah, of me I mean, was part of me was thinking hey i'm not going to pay attention to this bullshit because it's it's bullshit but then i was like well wait a stop that's how like stuff sneaks up on you and all of a sudden yeah <laughs> right we have donald trump for another four years but i'm like kind of pumped that some of these federal judges who more or less have been appointed by republican president are are giving it an l so that made me happy a little bit
0: yeah mm-hmm. no i think that's the like totally. and I, At that point, it's like, okay, those institutions held up. But we're also seeing that they're it's like anything like they're hacking the law in a way of like, well, that didn't work. Let's try this version like of like brute force ways of trying a username and password where it might work at some point. But I think the real alarm should be like, okay, we actually need to. We need better safeguards around this because it's like, we're relying on yeah.
2: norms. Yeah, it's like, oh, good, our backup parachute worked. And you're like, well, why are, <laughs> what happened to the first parachute? <laughs> right, right, why did right, we right. get pushed
1: out of a plane? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> what?
2: yeah, your backup like, worked, though. Yeah, your backup <laughs> works. Like, I would rather not have to use the backup.
0: Well, hold on, because before this, if I recall, I was eating hot chicken at a restaurant, and then someone put an ether rag over my mouth, and then I awoke to being pushed out of a plane, in which my first shoe didn't work, and now you're saying, good thing my backup worked. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I'm grateful that you know I'm not dead, but I yeah. I was, regardless, we were pushed out of a plane. Yeah.
0: Shouldn't we do something about that? Uh, I think you're missing the point here. You're good. No, that'll
1: just happen. That'll happen backups, every once in a But what
0: about next time? Ah, who knows? It'll be a next time. Um but yeah this guy Ken Paxton he yeah. is he actually he's quite literally currently under indictment for securities fraud that was happening back in 2015 Must so know. you know it's hard to look at somebody you're like well i mean maybe that's just a one off maybe he's he's actually suing and having this ludicrous lawsuit because he believes this is what the constitution should be i mean in, in the beginning of his lawsuit he starts off saying quote Our country stands at an important crossroads. Either the constitution matters and must be followed, even when some officials consider it inconvenient or out of date, or it is simply a piece of parchment on display at the National Archives. We ask Mm -hmm. the court to choose the former. Oh, that, like, what? Your argument is that people made it easier. Okay, sir, thank you. We've had enough (laughs) of that. Um, And he was shooed out of the building. Um, But as you sort of, like, look on... uh, like, like, why do this? Because we know why Rudy Giuliani has been going all in. He's making $20,000 a day, and he needs a pardon when all is said and done. So we're like, mm. yeah, this guy's going to fucking do whatever he can to stay in Trump's good graces. And Ken Paxton, I mean, look, is he, are the feds watching him or something? Oh, I think they actually are. He is under investigation by the FBI. Ken Paxton Ooh. was just subpoenaed. Uh, for his personal records because of bribery claims tit for tat this wow
1: man? Okay. the one that is under
0: indictment for securities fraud him um <laughs> this all comes because his staff raised like alarm bells back in october because they were saying he was making moves to help this guy nate paul not related to jake paul i don't think um who is an austin <laughs> Two investor first names
1: is still sinister no matter yeah, what it, way you spin it no matter what
0: um, and is like a huge donor. Like he got like twenty five thousand dollars from him. From him, and then apparently Ken Paxton hired like an outside lawyer to investigate this donor's claims that the FBI like fucked up the raid on his house and office last year, and like so shit should be negated. So he he really went through with that. And also says that um, one of the guys this donor employed, uh, there was this, a woman that he employs. The attorney general had an affair. With this woman and then also like uh, recommended her for a job like high up somewhere else. So the whistleblower lawsuit is becoming very huge. Um, So I can't imagine that any scrutiny from the feds would motivate this kind of nonsense from him. No, it's interesting to see.
1: Ken Paxton. Okay, fine. I guess I'll I guess I'll pay attention to this story fine i
0: mean you don't have to in the Seems sense like that like go legally i mean truly like legally the options are running out the kraken lawsuits with sydney powell i mean i can't even believe i'm mm-hmm. giving it the, the dignity of calling them the kraken lawsuits but the <laughs> kraken that was released has been fully shoved back down into the sea to never emerge again um so i think that's again another reason you know a, a lot of people are curious now that the legal routes are exhausted what mm-hmm. will trump pivot to um because his desire to upend things i don't think is you know and to,
2: and you know, was all this legal just him buying himself time right make you know some other sinister plan figuring out his pardons distracting the media so he could do whatever is next yeah i do think you know yeah he doesn't want to lose no one wants to lose maybe he thought he could win but i do think some of these legal nonsense was like him figuring out what he's supposed to do now you know buying himself yeah. some time
0: yeah absolutely and it right. seems like even the way he was hiring lawyers it was like straight improv where it's like I'm sorry <laughs> who's willing to debase themselves in front like of a judge four <laughs>
2: seasons total landscaping was like <laughs> oh. yo we well, have that to was- we have to do a press conference now and <sighs> I mean to me that was that right. was like, yo, I jingled the keys so we and media all like look that way, and I'm like trying to go, what is going on over here? Like, why totally. are they doing a press conference at Four Seasons Total Landscaping?
1: Well, Miles, I think it was you a couple of weeks ago on the show, like, who brought up like that Steve Bannon theory of just spewing as much shit as you possibly can oh, yeah, into the, the news cycle, shit. to yeah, just to just to kill what? I mean, that's but, yeah. Yeah. I'm assuming. <laughs> Maybe this is too generous, but I'm assuming that that's what Giuliani's been doing. That's what I mean. That's what a lot of people have been doing to just flood the news cycle with as much shit as possible, and then to make it as difficult as you can to figure out what the what is the important story.
0: Or any of us who've worked on a day rate, we're just trying to justify our 20k day rate every day. (laughs) Like, dude, I was out
1: there, man. You saw me. I got that woman who was,
0: you know, maybe sipping on something before that hearing in Michigan, (laughs) but Mm -hmm. no, it's all good um but yeah so we'll we'll see i mean i think at the end of the day like this lawsuit is basically like a very like soft civil war attempt essentially we're like as this yeah. state over here i'm trying to fuck over nine other states it's like wow huh mm-hmm. uh but you know uh they'll keep trying and i think it's something to really keep an eye on because you know we as that one article in The Atlantic, it's like we don't have the nuanced language in this country or imagination to describe these kinds of power grabs because we've been so used to, like, the pomp and circumstance and formalities of being like, yes, and gentlemen, yes. So I maybe I will maybe only committed to light fuckery during that election, but a win's a win. <laughs> you know, like we we're we're still kind of stuck there. So, yeah, we yeah. got to be able to call uh, a coup a coup, even if it's a bullshit one. Uh, and next, I just want to talk about uh, Disney really quick because I mm. they had this announcement and it like consumed half of like entertainment Twitter because they had like their shareholder meeting or whatever, where they're just sort of announcing what some of the bigger plans are. And I think because they own like 70 percent of the IP that does like numbers in the theaters and on TV, you yeah. kind of we kind of need to see what's going on. Um And it's it's inter- like the biggest thing I think that people were curious about was what was going to happen with Black Panther 2. Uh, Mm -hmm. because Chadwick Boseman passed away and they were like at this thing they said they have confirmed uh, quote honoring Chadwick Boseman's legacy and portrayal of T'Challa Marvel Studios will not recast the character but will explore the world of Wakanda and the rich characters introduced in the film blah 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 because there were talks of like digitizing him
1: and I, I mean, that's, I mean, that's what to happened to Carrie Fisher in, in like the back half of the Star Wars movies that were filmed after she passed away. I I I never know how to feel about that. Right. Decision. I'm like, I guess I, I guess I don't feel one way or another about it.
0: Is it a respect thing or is it more of like for me as a viewer, it looks weird and I know it's digital, so I don't like it.
1: <laughs> yeah yeah it, i think like, that's makes what I'm, i don't kind of know what uncomfortable more. i but was black panther 2 shooting already when chadwick boseman passed away i guess i don't really understand what, at what point in the timeline um everything like everything kind of shifted like was yeah. he almost done shooting because that would make more sense to me as if he had shot quite a bit of it um before passing away like and then if you, you digitized the rest
2: if you were shooting and worked on the film i understand And I think it's kind and respectful to try to put that actor in the movie. But controversial statement coming up. I believe that life is for the living. And to just bring him back as a digital because we like him so much, I say give that opportunity to another young actor. that's, uh, That's what I would say right but if i just cancel myself bring it on you know what i mean
0: (laughs) this guy says let living actor portray someone
1: (laughs) well
0: i mean yeah i don't know how to feel about it yeah because on one hand they're like we want to honor the contribution to the character and like Mm -hmm. i get that like you know especially like with fandoms like there's a lot of they, they we sanctify the people who are playing these characters so on one hand i get that i feel like yeah, it's it would definitely be too soon to recast it. I don't think it's like yeah. you can never recast right, T'Challa right, again. Right, I don't. I don't really right. believe in that. To your point, and those like, are some, yeah, those like,
2: would be some big ass shoes to try to follow. I'm not saying some yeah, young actor is going to sure. like love the idea of. <laughs> it would almost be like, yeah, yeah. I don't know who tough, would want but, to. Yeah, you know. Exactly. Well, so I, I was yeah.
1: trying to think of comparable situations where there was. I I did not watch this movie, but the the movie the the last movie that Heath Ledger shot. Uh, Obviously not the Dark Knight. The um was, it? It was like a toy maker or an inventor or something like that. And he like passed away halfway through the shoot. And then they. Oh, the they Imaginarium
0: made- of Dr. Parnassus.
1: Yeah. And then and then they just sort of turned it into like this multiverse where multiple pl- people played that character. So they were able to use his footage. But there, it was also right. like became a collaborative effort that sort of celebrated him. I'm like, may, I I don't know. I mean, they've made their decision. So who fucking cares what I think? But well, it, they have
0: not I, I just looked they haven't shot any Black Panther, too. It's they've nothing's been shot yeah. yet. So there's no there is no footage to like reckon with or anything like that.
1: I mean, it's interesting that we can even have this discussion, honestly, because 10 years ago, this conversation would be basically impossible to have of like, you wouldn't be able to create a convincing enough digital, um, you know, replica of of someone who's passed away. at,
0: At that point, is it a Black Panther film? You know what I mean? Like right. if if we're in the MCU and it is just about Wakanda and other things, like do you call it Black Panther still? I mean, like that's for Ryan. And I also Coogler think you can't out, computer
1: but... generate a Chadwick Boseman performance. Like that's he's amazed. Like he was. Has amazing. there ever he's been a good performance. digitized
0: performance? I'm trying. To I, think. I
1: found the, I found the Carrie Fisher ones to be really kind of like ghoulish and and scary. I didn't. I don't know. It made me uncomfortable to watch because I loved. Right. Like I, you know, it's like. These are beloved performers. You know how they act in these parts, but and when you see it digitally repeated, and you know that it just
2: there's still that kind of
1: dissonance. Yeah, yeah. Because otherwise, they would just do this for every actor. Like you,
2: I don't know. I don't know. I'm 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 being digitized right now. But to your point, (laughs) Miles, I don't feel like this has been a great performance. Right.
0: (laughs) I I disagree. I highly disagree. Okay. Okay. Uh, we, so the other things that are being announced, Nia DaCosta is directing Captain Marvel 2. Uh, she's directing cool. Candyman, I think, or directed Candyman. And then so Captain Marvel 2 is coming out. Uh, I love that. I love the first one also because they shot one of the scenes in a parking lot by my elementary school that I grew up in in North Hollywood. So shout Whoa. out to, to that scene. Um, and then the, also the, uh, the, the, the reimagined Little Mermaid that is going. They've already been like, OK, we're confirming, but reconfirming the actors. That was a thing that had people all up in arms. It's like, it can't be a mermaid of color. What the fuck is this? And it's like, yeah, well, buckle the fuck up, ignorant <laughs> yeah. fucks. Um, Jesus because fucking Christ,
1: mermaids uh, are
2: white.
0: Yeah, like really? That's <laughs> like, the take. I, I Did
2: that imagine. happen? People, people were pissed off about that. Oh, oh people, yes. it was,
1: it was like fucking love the internet, ridiculous. Dude. Yeah,
0: because it's like, what do you mean? Like at what point? You know, like the sort of like original shithead like internet troll logic of like, well, that character is white, so it should right. be white. It's right. like. That even that dumb logic, I can see the pathway there, even though it's absolutely stupid. Yeah. But with like something like this, it's like we're talking about a fucking mythical creature
1: the, like, and, and a fucking cartoon like the, the, the being adapted <laughs> from a cartoon, like what kind of ugh, like it's I think it could be like worst. people for
0: red hair, they feel like maybe it's erasure, you know what I mean because Ariel's iconic uh with the red hair but yeah at that point like really like, is this what, what we're
1: uh, yes yeah, so, like seriously that's bullshit that was such a frustrating um frustrating controversy because it kept going and going and going and going and it's right. like everyone fucking chill out all the live action reboots suck anyways like why can't we <laughs> right. just like just shut up jesus
0: uh, Lando Calrissian, Donald Glover is coming back to play young Lando because they're going to have a series for Disney Plus. I know that was like a rumor, but, you hey. know, I like to see that. Uh, and That's then the great. other one, Whoopi Goldberg, she teased it, but Sister Act 3 is in <laughs> development was, and will premiere. That was Premier. exciting. Yeah, I mean, is is Kathy Najimy
1: going to be in it too?
0: Is Maggie, be, right?
1: what's her name? Is Professor McGonagall, whoever the fuck? Oh, Maggie
0: Smith? Maggie Smith?
1: Smith? Yeah, she's oh, the first one. Oh, that's right. She? Yeah, she's. I mean, she's kicking. Maybe she'll come back.
0: Damn. Yeah, I know. We're like, will those elderly people also be in? The
2: house? <laughs> was Sister I... Act? I for why was she? She was disguising herself as a nun. Correct.
0: Yes, she was on yes. the run. She was like she a was lounge... on the run. From, yeah, right.
2: From, from what? ah uh, god I forget what the exact- just it was, generally
0: unsavory I, characters i feel like it was like every 90s my, film
1: my recollection was that something happened where like someone she was in a relationship with did something illegal and that she had to be like her identity had to be protected she didn't do anything but she like was close with someone who did something uh,
0: the classic plot of every great movie which is <laughs> you're living your life as a Quirky character until you witness a murder. Exactly. And now yeah, yeah, you have yeah. to run. That's so what it, it was. Yeah. She saw her boyfriend kill a fucking snitch. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah. And then so she snitch, had to go into bro. witness protection. Don't snitch. Don't yeah. snitch. I mean, yeah, exactly. Why wasn't it called like Snitchster Act or something? You know, like, <laughs> just to let people know, like, this is actually a movie about snitching. Uh, uh, but yeah, her name, Dolores Van Cartier. I remember that. I remember oh, that my name. God.
1: That's <laughs> a perfect character name. Yeah.
0: All right, uh, we're gonna take another quick break, and we'll talk a little bit more, some more, some more popular culture.
1: Where was the this. Babu Frick? That was my question. No Babu. Frick oh, the series. Babu
0: Frick spinoff.
1: I'm out. I'm out. They're, they're yeah, cowards, I unsubscribe. You know, yeah, you know they can't fucking over handle they don't, it.
0: They're not. They can't handle the Babu frick reverse. All right, we'll nope. be right back. And we're back. Uh and I have y'all seen I don't know if you saw this, but over the weekend, Britney Spears and the Backstreet Boys dropped like a fucking new song I did together not see this. in 2020. I mean Okay. Right, I mean right. I will I'll play a little bit of it for you. Yeah. Uh, please. please. Now it's called uh let me see what if is it. you called, just actually? call oh, me, matches. it's my ringtone. Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) You already got it. Yeah, matches. It's
2: called matches.
0: And you know what? Let's just play a little bit of it uh, and just get our thoughts on the other side here.
1: You know, I can see a brain screaming my name. Uh, And if it's up to me. Oh, no, you know what? I I am up for it. It's killing me. It's a good
0: time to me.
1: Like playing with matches.
2: Okay. Ooh, okay. You know, Wait, you like I, that drop?
0: I couldn't give it to you all or else we will get hit with a season assist. But I liked um, when
2: Britney came in. So we're playing with my what? <laughs> no, <laughs> with
0: I'm my too- matches. It's like playing with matches. The matches. Comes. Yeah, exactly, because we're so horny or something. I feel like that's what I, most songs are about, like that.
1: I like this one, especially after after the year that Brittany has had. I'm like she deserves a win. Uh she if she if Britney's happy uh with the track, then I'm happy with the track.
0: Yeah. I Okay, now, I'm not saying I don't like this, but what would have been nice was Mm -hmm. something that fully leaned into, like, that early aughts, late 90s sound. Like, that would have probably fucked everybody up. Like, you'd be like, yo, I don't, like, it's not great, but it sounds like when we were 16 or 14 or however old anyone was back then. But, like, I feel like, but either way, this seems, like, very up to date. You know, it's got that club drop know that everybody <laughs> backstreet loved, was so.
1: having a drop alone is just uh so unfamiliar so their foreign. vocals
0: sounded a little wet like old they sounded a little older for whatever they didn't sound like they, boys anymore I'm sensing that, like- some
2: computerized vocals have heavy on it you think so <laughs> <laughs> God, let me just let me just try this again it's
1: no that's net no no that's nature that's called practice baby (laughs) (laughs) that's i think britney is doing the backstreet boys a huge favor here because it's like britney's sound as she's like still a contemporary artist she her like sound and image has like evolved over the years whereas the backstreet boys are still very firmly in 2000 but like Britney, I yeah, I think that was that was a good community service thing that Britney did for the boys. They who needed Who do you think it. called who? Oh, there's no. I mean, actually, unless Britney was like, you know what? I I'm feeling you know nostalgic for the old days. But right. it's like it's very clear who's doing who the favor here. Oh, absolutely. Like, yeah.
2: I don't know. I so I saw the backstreet was it- There's a telephone that like pop stars just pick up and they all. Are connected to right like the collab like, line. yeah like the, the yeah the yeah. Powerpuff yeah. Girls
1: basically yeah uh, who wants exactly. to collab? Uh, I saw Muff I saw Daddy? the Backstreet I saw the Backstreet Boys in Vegas last year the brag and yep. uh, they're a little they're getting a little crusty they're getting a little crusty oh wow they're getting uh, li- uh, listen did I did I cry did, was I did I buy merch <laughs> yes of well, that's course because some of their sweat got merch. into your eye from their dance <laughs> 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 crusty sweat. Uh, but, but they were, you know, they're get they're getting maybe a little crusty. They're doing skits at their Vegas show. Uh, but oh, is there uh, skits? They do skits. They're like, hey, Nick, remember when we lived in Florida in nineteen ninety four? And yeah, Nick goes, I remember that. What was that guy's name? The... Well, it's also in an... Pearl Man. We'll oh shut my the fuck God! Up about that really Where's crazy. the Lou Pearlman movie? Anyways, uh, there I could go on about that for days, but it's just like the Backstreet Boys all like kind of walking around on stage co- trying to avoid talking about the many crimes Nick Carter has committed over the years. <laughs> um, so yeah, they couldn't
0: even get Aaron Carter in there as a sub. Sucks. So, it's like yeah, it's like it, it, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't with these Carter guys. It's um, true. One thing I was looking at, it was interestingly enough, is the New York Times uh, devoted a bit of page space to the trend, the pandemic trend of squirrel tables. Um, have you guys what? seen the squirrel table sort of stuff? Like <laughs> No,
1: I have not seen the squirrel tables. You haven't
0: seen these kinds of memes or like not memes, like. but I felt like at the very beginning of lockdown, I was definitely seeing these like videos and images of people creating... Like picnic benches for squirrels that they would put on trees or fences, and like just be like, "Oh my god, look! The squirrel's eating at this table I made, and it's eating sunflower seeds." And people are just getting giddy by being like, "I made a cool restaurant for a squirrel." Um,
1: oh, okay, that's kind of cute.
0: Th- th- this doesn't. Am I? I'm really the only one that was tapped into the world. I was of like, squirrel "This tables? does not
1: ring any kind of bells for me." You were it, what? What's your algorithm?
0: I don't know, man. I think it's like <laughs> it's it's it, it like modulates between like. European soccer, NBA, weed, like hip hop beats, and then like moments that'll make you cry because you skipped therapy this week. Um, <laughs> but this one, this the trend, so as they're saying, they really tried to dial, like, dial in where the origin of this trend was. They said the trend seemed to have started in March, quote, when Rick Kalinowski, an unemployed plumber in Bryn Mawr, Pennsylvania, posted a series of pictures of a squirrel feeder in the Facebook group All About Squirrels. In one widely shared picture, a squirrel sits at the table attached to a fence and grasps peanuts in its little hands. Um, now, just a quick history about squirrels, which I didn't know. I just thought they were things we have lived with a long time. Apparently, like we got very close to like eradicating squirrels from cities uh, because mm-hmm. people were just like, oh, these are crop pests or like their game. Like they're not for fucking hopping around our our neighborhoods <laughs> and things like that. Uh, but they had a nice rehabilitation in the mid 1800s uh, mm-hmm. in places like Philly and Boston. They began reintroducing squirrels to like the urban environments to quote, beautify and enliven the urban landscape at a time when American cities were growing in geographic extent, uh, population density, and cultural diversity. And then once the urban park came along, <laughs> as mm-hmm. Frederick Law Olmsted bestowed yeah, he, upon us. Sure. Yeah, I mean, we all know. I mean, we all have the tattoo. Um, yeah, squirrels. Basically, <laughs> once like we have more parks, they really began finding their place in like trees and in suburbs and in cities. So now, mm-hmm. cut to like us living vicariously through these tiny animals. Uh, this sounds like
1: something that my my like aunt would post to Facebook and be like, "Now this is true bipartisanship. There are some things we can all agree on, and it's that a squirrel on a table makes me laugh." And look
0: at him eating today, my best customer, Thelonious Chipmunk, um, <laughs> right. which I think is this, a name of a famous squirrel.
2: This is much kinder to the squirrel than some of the YouTube. Squirrel clicks. I've gone after, which are people squirrels. who are unhappy with squirrels taking right. their, bird f- their bird seed.
0: Oh, yeah. No, this is a. Whoa. Yeah. And, no, and this this, like, there me. are some
2: true hilarious, depending on, <laughs> how, you know, mean um, obstacle course aficionados that have like really taken it to squirrels. Because as anyone from the Midwest like myself knows, they will get that bird seed. Right. No matter they what. Will I, they will find a way. They will get the bird seed
1: well going going off this I want to make a quick uh YouTube recommendation there's a channel I learned about recently called James Blackwood the raccoon whisperer he's a guy that lives in Nova Nova Scotia and it's just truly thousands of videos of him feeding raccoons peanut butter sandwiches every single night. The raccoons are gigantic and they love him and he has them on a schedule and it's just, if you want to see a retiree feed like 30 raccoons.
2: Isn't this how grizzly man died? There's a gen. It's
1: so, it's the raccoons are so, because they have fingers and hands and it's cute and oh, so that's Yeah, there's a whole, whole he has 400,000 subscribers.
0: Is Werner Herzog going to narrate that too? It's like with this, this, the raccoon man. He just <laughs> just came to the hunger old
1: He um, uploads twice a day. It's just like, and all the damn. videos are called like, Mobbed by
2: Raccoons,
1: Tuesday, November
2: 3rd, 2020. Twice a day? This guy is a content machine. He really, I know.
1: Yeah, we think we release a lot. Well, he's going twice a day, no days off with damn. the raccoon content.
0: I will say this, like, people are, I mean, it's nice to see people, product, like, be productive in their time off, at least, like, they're being like, I'm dedicating my time to at least feed some animals and, like, poisoning the raccoons or or fucking squirrels and shit like that, but I I posted one of the pictures from this article, people are making, like, full-on charcuterie boards for squirrels, and that's where I'm like... Look, I get it. If, if it's a hobby and helps pass the time, like, I'm not going to judge you. But, like, I'm looking at that. And I'm like, yo, I'm too greedy with my food to ever put a platter out for an animal who c- won't give a fuck about the presentation. I'm I mean, honestly,
1: it. for at that point, I feel like that's people doing it more for content than for the animals, right. which is annoying. They're like, oh, isn't this funny? And you're like, I guess, whatever.
2: More like <laughs> you're, you're no
1: raccoon whisperer,
2: more like charcuterie.
0: Ooh. Ooh, that that has to be a fucking Instagram page, I'm sure.
2: It's like showing the best of people. <laughs> I didn't like, want to step boards. on. I didn't want to step on Jamie's raccoon mention. Oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah, my
1: don't box. interrupt my my me when I'm talking about the raccoon whisperer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, credit to all these people. I mean, uh, look, if if just because we can't dine out doesn't mean we can't create that experience for our squirrel friends. True. You know? Uh, and then one last thing I want to touch on because we were talking about reboots pissing people off. Um, NBC, I, like I can't I can't believe how many re- like they're gonna I think they're gonna reboot iCarly at this point. Like everything are, is coming yeah. back around now, um, and apparently Zorro is going to become a series. And I'm like, okay, but okay. NBC, you know, like they're like, nah, let's just not just do Zorro. Like let's do Zorro, but like make it Lady Zorro with Sofia Vergara. And right now, NBC is developing this contemporary take, contemporary take on the classic character with like Robert Rodriguez and his, I believe his sister are working on like the script. Um, now I'm like, okay, yeah, whatever. That, that could be interesting. Okay, I was like, I'm this on board what, so far, I'm like, honestly. but what's this show about? What's this show about? And they say, mm-hmm. co-written by brother and sister duo of Robert and Rebecca Rodriguez uh, and to be directed by Rebecca, Zorro centers on Sola Dominguez. An underground artist who fights for social justice as contemporary version of the mythical Zorro. Her life is threatened by several criminal organizations after she exposes them. To have quite literally social justice warrior in the description, I have a feeling you're gonna draw the ire of shitty internet people. Like I'm mean, like this show could be good, but I love seeing that I'm like I can already see people like, did a literal social justice warrior come the fuck on, man?
1: Yeah, it's uh, I I almost <laughs> feel like that is like a, that's a really frustrating way for the press release to frame it. <laughs> uh, right. because they're just like i mean i do believe that that happens all the time where like press releases will be f- formed in a way w- where they know they're kind of baiting the hateful part of the internet because that will get the show coverage um mm. but that's a very vile thing to do because it's like who gets the abuse from that is like the not the press department yeah. it's the stars of, of the show and It'll the people be- who are writing and creating it so yeah. that's shit i hope this show is good i mean it's it's <laughs> I would, it, it sounds like a show that I would absolutely watch. I, I mean, how do you, what's, how do you
0: all envision the the pilot of an underground artist? I'm just how trying
2: to think of- This, this just makes I, me so mad at minutes. all the unsuccessful pitches I've had in Los Angeles. <laughs> right, uh-huh. right. Like this- This got put through Unsuccessful Artist Social, or excuse me, Successful, whatever it is, yeah. Underground Artist.
0: I think Underground Artist is is a euphemism for not selling any of your work.
1: But I just I wish I wish that there was like there there needs to there is like such a void in uh Latinx representation on TV but it's I I do I do wish that it was like we could just give money to Latinx creators instead of making be it like, like no, we it's have to algorithm be and have it be a reboot and have it like that's so many that's so many additional things, but just make I the know, Latinx like Seinfeld.
0: It. Like why are you being like, why I gotta be about something? Just, like I just let say, people just make give shows about nothing.
1: Create- like, give money to marginalized creators and let them make what they fucking want. Like, that always works out better. It's yeah, so- if I was
0: at NBC, I'm like, bring me the Latinx Seinfeld. Bring me the black Seinfeld. Bring me the Asian Seinfeld. <laughs> like, we'll get all of these going. Like, because that's really, I think, the most creative writing are coming out of, like, these small moments that are experienced by these groups and yeah. e- elevating them. Because we know the sitcom moments of, like, white American culture, but it's like, you can... This place got a it multi- contains multitudes, baby.
1: It's all there. Just like fund it and green light it. But it's like, yeah, this is a lot of this is a lot of um it buzzy like social justice warrior reboot old property famous filmmaker attached. Like there's there's so many algorithm things at play here.
0: Yeah. If you guys could uh reboot a movie right now or or a show, um what mm-hmm. would you do? What do you want to see come back? Because it looks like, I mean, the chances are that it probably will be rebooted, but is there anything specifically that y'all hold in your hearts that you're waiting for or would like to oh, see come back?
1: Boy, I honestly did. I was excited to hear Tiny Toons was coming back. <laughs> that was the yeah. one. I was like, there. I, I like like kids cartoon reboots work for me because it's like, I, oh, I would love to see a less problematic version of that cartoon that I really liked.
0: Right. Um. Yeah. I wouldn't know about Orson Welles if it weren't for Tiny Toons to be honest.
1: whoa, yes, that's true.
0: (laughs) What about you, Michael?
2: I think I'm always going to go with an original over a reboot, Mm -hmm. but, um, just because I just feel like there are so many original, interesting stories that always get pushed off because, Hey, the networks like Zorro made us some money back in 1955.
0: (laughs) Right. Let's (laughs) just
2: change a couple Zorro things. But, um i don't know if i have a great answer for you on that yeah
0: no i mean i think that's fair because for the most part i think i do get more excited
2: for something new where i'm like
0: hey i never heard of that and it could be absolute shit but it's at least it's not another season of name whatever fucking show well yeah and i'm always
2: like you took a shot at something unique and different maybe it wasn't executed the right way but i'm like okay you created you yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah.
1: The thing, like, reboot culture, it's <laughs> everything reboot culture. that, like, reboot <laughs> culture, it pisses me off, though, because it's, like, at this point, we like, we're rebooting, like, B and C tier content. <laughs> right, right. Like, right. what is the point in doing that? How is that worth anyone's time or energy? And, like, I feel like also the, like, success rate of reboots is so low. Like, I just don't understand. Right. I don't understand it.
0: I mean, wait. Till usually, I'm-
1: people hate hate when re because they're either mad that it doesn't suck in the same ways, or they're mad because they're like, "I've seen this. I'm bored of this." You know, is there
2: uh, is there a contractual like? Do they need to activate Zorro so then they keep the copyright <laughs> or something? Like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, like is it hidden in some time capsule? And if they don't use it for thirty years, it goes back to the or- originator. Like, I'm always wondering. Like, is there more? Some more sinister reason? That they keep bringing it back up, other than just right, trying to make right. money. Right, That's interesting.
0: I mean, I just yeah. can't wait for that Small Wonder reboot. Really I'm just
1: like, what is... <laughs>
0: on board Oh, for that. you know what
1: would actually be a good reboot is um, the Jim Henson Dinosaurs series. I would like a Dinosaurs reboot.
0: Oh, yeah. Get DJ Daniel's dad back yeah, to in that like, writer's room.
1: I I and my would be uncle my down. uncle
0: was one of the first ADs on that show. And I remember I we went to the set that. as a kid and I took a picture there and <gasps> I brought that shit to school. I was like, I was there. I met not the mama, motherfucker. Get off of me.
1: That's uh, cool. Yeah, I would want I want I want the baby who you gotta love to come back. Bring back that baby.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, Bill Barr kind of looks like the baby.
1: I want dinosaurs. dinos and diapies in 2021.
0: Absolutely. I think that's yeah. a oh great slogan. Great, great dinos, slogan. Yeah,
1: the reboot's called dinos and diapies.
0: Well, uh, Michael, thanks so much for coming on, man. Where can uh, people find you and follow you and support you and and, and hear more and see more of you?
2: Uh, thank you. First of all, thank you for having me. And uh, this is my first one-hour special on Comedy Central. You can go to MichaelCosta.com. Instagram and Twitter is Michael Costa. And uh, my dog just had his sixth birthday. We gave him an open-faced bacon hey. sandwich. Oh, birthday, <laughs> Am I Walter? trying to get you as a follower by pushing out my, a picture of my dog's Eating a bacon birthday sandwich. sandwich? I am. That's what I'm trying Can to Can you do. describe so, the
0: birthday? Just give us a little bit more, just because I think you got people at the doors, but how do we get them in? Well, what we, kind of bread is a- it on?
2: we accidentally bought gluten-free bread, and we didn't know how to eat it, so I was like, let's cut one piece in half, put some bacon on it, and then a candle. So he actually has a gluten-free bacon. I, I know you were being sarcastic, Miles, but I ran with no, your I question. No, no, I know. No, I love it. it. So he has a gluten free piece of bread with some bacon on it and a candle, but I blew out the candle. I didn't have the dog blow out the candle.
0: Ah uh, mm. well. but you made it did did but you made the wish on his behalf?
2: Actually that's a great <laughs> point. Shit. Oh uh, we didn't do okay. the wish. Well I I well, no, believe we granted him his wish, which right. was I want an ba- open face bacon sandwich right, right. now.
0: And let's be fair; dogs can't even wrap their head around the concept of a wish no. being granted, so it's, it's wasted energy. <laughs> wow! Uh, and Michael, what's a tweet that you like? Is there an act of social media that you want to share? Oh, shout you out? know Somebody what? My wha- friend,
2: my friend Tim Hanlon is a, a funny comedian, and he tweeted this a few days ago, but I think it's just great. If nine eleven happened today, half the country would say it was a hoax, oh. and it is. <laughs> it's so freaking funny, and also totally unfunny. And also true. Right.
0: Yeah. It's one mm-hmm. of those ones that like you laugh and then you hurt inside. Like, and then you're like we watched think someone else.
2: the airplanes fly into the building and yet there would still be people that would say, you know, I don't know, dude.
0: I mean, to be fair, I think there were some people back then who almost were saying, who, who were that, like, saying their first no. take was like, I don't know, dude. Was- you're like you can physically go there to <laughs> you see. Can,
2: you can breathe in if the you air. Had to. What I mean, wrong I'm wrong not wrong. saying like we'll I'm see. not down with uh, some good 9/11 so, uh, conspiracy discussions, but <laughs> right. uh, exactly. I believe those airplanes did go into the building. There you go. I mean, that's uh, a hot take. Jamie, where can
0: people <laughs> find you and follow you? And what's a tweet that you like?
1: Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Jamie Loftus Help. Instagram, Jamie Christ Superstar. A new episode of Lolita Podcast is coming out, or did come out this morning. Um, if if you want to hear something real, real heavy and depressing, uh, that that is the place to go. Uh, and I am going to shout out a, uh, a tweet from uh, Brody Gupta, who is so funny and great. At Brody Gupta. She tweeted this uh, recently. It's a screenshot of some asshole messaging her saying, why are you verified? And she wrote, thanks for asking. I'm the baby from Charlie bit my finger. (laughs) 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 She's like one of the, she's so so underrated on Twitter. She's so funny. So go follow her.
0: Nice. Uh, Let's see, a tweet I like. I really just like this one tweet because I wasn't, you know, I'm trying to wean off the Twitter but you know I'll go, I'll go in and out uh, But this one's from uh, Kirby At Death Studs uh, And they tweet Santa isn't real? Okay I literally saw him At the mall Um <laughs> I, and I agree. That's true. Like, so what are you going to tell that person? Uh, yeah. You can find me at Miles of Gray on Twitter and Instagram and also the other podcast I do for 20 Day Fiancé, talking about 90 Day Fiancé. Uh, and if you're want to look, you looking for the Daily Zeitgeist, check us out on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram at The Daily Zeitgeist. we got a Facebook fan page. This show is obviously a production of iHeartRadio, so for more podcasts, yeah. check, check out the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. We also got a Facebook fan page and a website, DailyZightGuys.com, where we post the episodes and our footnotes.
1: Footnotes.
0: Thank you. You're Uh, welcome. With that, as well as as a song we write out on. And today, I want to go out on uh, this, I think, Japanese American artist, Jonah Yano. uh, And the song's (laughs) called Delicate. And he's like very soulful and um, really great, like, instrumentation and arrangement on there. So check this out. This is Delicate by Jonah Yano. We'll be back a little bit later with some trends. Till then, talk to you soon. Later. Bye.
1: Bye. I could turn the garden.